episode 103 of the Risk Cheese Radio Podcast, your place for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. My name is Schmidt, and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy. You guys know him. You love him. Mr. Bro Dinky. What's up, bro? What's going on, bud? Another week in the books, or I should another say, week. I should say another week just starting. <laughs> I started <laughs> yes. mine today. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm hitting that that weird wall and i feel like everybody else is like the change in seasons wall where now it's starting to get a little colder like i feel like i'm just tired all the time and i don't know if it's my body's getting getting in the getting a head start on daylight savings or what you know it's it's we're, we're about to you know fall back and everything so i'm not sure i just feel extra exhausted it might just be the two kids and a pregnant wife thing i don't know it's it's i guarantee it's a lot of things but i feel like something just got the old grip on me lately and i'm just like ah like every day i'm like oh here we go like Get it going. Extra coffee. <laughs> yeah. I might just be still recovering from wind up weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be that. I mean, like, especially to you as you get older, it's just like the recovery time is so much less. I mean, it takes longer to recover, I should say. It's like it was much quicker before, you know? Yeah. And even was, just uh, like the casual bruise with the boys will just knock you out for like two it's days. It's funny. I, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> sort of recounting that some of my staff there's younger people and you know i was like yeah i got home at four and i went to work at eight and i was like man the good old days <laughs> as a younger guy like i used to do that on the regular and make it to class and be like i'm good i'm good no problem and yeah now i'm like if, if i don't get like at least seven hours i'm like oh yeah. man i'm ready to murder the world you know oh, it's, like, it's such a deflating feeling dude it's it, it is it is you, you you feel very mortal that's what it is no i mean it's 100 percent what it is and it's just one of those things where it, it you just have to come to terms with the fact that you are no longer in your prime yeah you don't have and your fastball anymore it just you, you don't man <laughs> like you went from throwing 95 to throwing a cool 78 yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's throwing batting practice now yeah exactly you're washed up may have had tommy john surgery and a, and a rotator cuff issue you know, you know what i mean yep so just one of those situations but uh happy uh happy early uh thanksgiving or thanksgiving halloween i was, I was like why you really jumped the gun on that I, well you know what you know why <laughs> it's because i go to every store on planet earth and there's christmas decorations already, already like, yeah, that's, yeah that is an, another weird thing that's going on this time of year but yes we've just we've already hopped over thanksgiving uh thanksgiving and went straight to christmas forget yeah. about halloween <laughs> yeah yeah just like like if you weren't if you weren't thinking about halloween two months ago you've already missed your window it's it's now thanksgiving is coming gone as well and uh now it's christmas <laughs> yeah you, you better start wrapping so. you better start wrapping presents right now um speaking of cool things uh did you happen to listen to the new blink 182 album I haven't yet. I haven't. Actually, my wife just got tickets to go see them in July. Okay. Yeah, they're they're oh. coming to San. They're coming to where I live as well. I will not disclose where I live. You might want to bleep that out too. Um, but uh, it could be a yeah. lot of places. You, you, it it could be a lot of places. Could be a lot. Could be a lot of places. But um, uh, yeah, they're they're coming, and I was like, hey, I, I asked my wife. I was like, hey, do you want to go? And she goes, who's Blink One Eighty Two? And I felt I felt betrayed. Yeah, those, those movie moments the camera pans out the music <laughs> like, gets real wait, quiet what 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 do you mean who's blake would do and she's like i don't think i know any of their songs and i'm like you like the, the whole time we dudes dating, in the video naked running through the streets 
<laughs> and I, I played the songs. I played all the usuals, you know, like all the small things, you know, um, first date, like all like songs that I used to play for when that we the, started. Even dating. the normies would know. Yeah. But like I made mixtapes back yeah. in the day yeah, with these was, songs. Those are the days. And I'm like, I feel I feel betrayed. I thought we had something special. I thought I knew you. <laughs> I thought I knew you. She's like, I, you know, I just don't know if I want to go to a concert. I'm like, okay, you could have said that. But don't come at me with this nonsense that you don't know this band, okay? They've been on every mixtape ever that I've ever made for you, so don't even start. Wow. Uh, and uh, for all you youngins out there, who don't know what the hell a mixtape is. It's basically the old version of a playlist. Once okay? upon a time, you had to pick an amount of songs that would fit on something called a compact disc. <laughs> and that was only it could only fit about 22 23 yeah, songs max. depending how you know how long they were you had to come up with the most elite 22 songs <laughs> for you right then to oh, throw on that mixtape you had to burn There's it so on much computer. pressure that's right and then you had to put it into your stereo in your car and if you had a really crappy stereo like i did an aftermarket one if you hit a really big bump it would skip and you felt really, really good about yourself, uh, you know, when you had friends in the car and such. But either way, you had to come up with the most, the elite 22 song playlist. Yeah. And so when, that way, when people were in your car, they knew. Yeah. And it always it was, had to have it some was fringe the, stuff. It was the subtle flex before the flex. Yeah, you had it's to like, have some fringe stuff that you didn't think anybody knew about. That way, if, if it came up, people like, guessing. who's keep this? Guessing. Who's this? And you were yeah. like, oh, you don't know this? Like, you don't know this oh. guy? I've Come been listening on. to these guys forever. Like, yeah, you know, they yeah, just yeah, came yeah, out yeah. five days ago. Subtle flex, and it was one of those things too that, like, you know, so much pressure. And you know, back then, everything that was in our our, our age demographic, you had the choice. Like, you had to physically pick things. Like, Spotify did not exist. It wasn't making things for you. <laughs> True. You know, like there wasn't. It wasn't automatic. There was no algorithm. You were yeah, the algorithm. No algorithm. <laughs> there was no suggesting of songs. Like you had to go out and hunt and go to under you know underground concerts and all these things to learn new bands. You had to buy their albums and then you had to burn it onto a CD, right? Like that was the whole thing. Or you pirated, you know, pirated it um from LimeWire or Frostwire or BearShare for like all of these things that destroyed your home computers because it infected it with thousands of viruses, but it was worth it. For the swag, it was worth right. it. I mean, you class. were essentially like pirating these songs. Yeah, you were literally stealing them from the artists. I mean, it was all good. That's what you did. They got no royalties during these dams. <laughs> like once it was out there in the ether, it was out there in the ether. You know what I mean? And it was crazy. It's like you think about too, like MySpace. Like you had your top eight. Like everyone on planet Earth knew who your who your number eight friends were, and everyone else that was not in your top eight. They just were lesser friends. And that Weasley Mofo Tom always tried to make his way in there. I know. Although, in hindsight, man, Tom let us just have the Wild West, bro. Bro, Tom was a legend. There was there was no pressure. There was nothing about algorithms. There was nothing political. Nothing political. It was just like, hey, man, we just want to have fun and uh, do these crazy things. Street and, music. Uh, and street put music. A, a wacky background on your page. Thought everyone had a code. <laughs> yeah really though <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody had a code it's all good man you know it is what it is but uh nowadays brother too complex yeah there's too many too many too many offerings i don't need it yeah. i don't need threads i know i don't even think i ever needed twitter but you know i 
it, it's it might it's it might come as a shock to 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 anybody listening to this. I have never owned the Twitter application. I have never. Like, I've had it and deleted it like fifty times, and I just I, I've given up on it. It's I, I, I need it. I don't ever think I've ever, I've even sent a tweet before. Like I since Twitter has existed, I have never been actively on the platform. I gave it an honest try, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not for me. No. Not for me. All right. So. Uh, b- 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 what else is going on there, kid? What about you? You uh, you hanging in? Yeah, man. Everything is good here in the hood. We're uh, we're ready for for Halloween. Um, we got our costumes picked out. And everything's gonna be gro- golden. Um, you know, the Pup Patrol will uh, Paw Patrol will be rolling through the neighborhood. Oh, very nice. Are you? So, are you uh, chase? We'll, uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'll be Ryder. What's the kid? Sorry, Ryder. That's the kid's yeah, name. Yeah, the Ryder is me, <laughs> and my wife will be Chase. My daughter's gonna be um, uh, Sky Rubble. Rubble. Okay, all right, very nice. Yeah, she's obsessed with construction equipment. Uh, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but here we are. So yeah, Rubble and uh, and uh, my youngest will be will be Sky. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. My guys have so. have had Mario and Luigi on their radar for months. Okay, that's that's a solid combo. So. so just to blend in, I got like a beanie that has the the Goomba mushroom on it, and like that's that's my con- contribution. So I can feel like I participated, but I can walk around like and it. not feel like a total nerd. Yeah, so, no, uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Mad respect to that because I'm I'm definitely dressing up like a small t- small eight year old child, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know it is what it is. Do it uh, do it for the fam, as they that's say. It. So. Uh, uh other than that um yeah not just uh keeping up with the old men wear pink i think we're brimming around 19 grand right now which is still amazing uh, a few straps left and uh, i got the pink gold hame that i'm gonna draw soon for which is super cool thanks again to zach here i saw him at wind up uh caught up with him a little bit but uh thanks again to him for contributing that in got one more watch up the old sleeve after that and mm-hmm. uh and then we can put it behind us till next year <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. but uh but thanks again to everybody who who bought a strap who donated who contributed who shared liked etc it's always a pleasure uh being able to help out and having all of you help alongside me so that's cool um new stuff for the week um titanium planet ocean well, partly titanium. Partly titanium, right? It's not yeah, uh, partly we, titanium. It's not. It's not going like the uh, Aquatero with the titanium movement or anything. <laughs> well, no, it is. It is. That's a Did full titanium it? movement. It's full titanium movement. Yeah. What's the cost of that thing? It's uh, it's twenty two k. It's it's quite steep. But what a lot of people didn't realize, the, and oh, because the, uh, the I I didn't think it was because the yeah. Aquatero is like fifty or something. Yeah, it was. 56 or something like that it was it was pretty crazy yeah that's why i didn't think it was a full titanium movement because i was like oh price i thought would be higher difference the difference is when the aquaterra ultralight came out it was the first full titanium movement that omega had ever done which again you know full titanium movements are not common because they're very hard to machine yeah of course um and very expensive as a material but 
in general, it was a very unique watch because it was full titanium, but it was made out of an alloy called gamma titanium, which has never been used in the watch industry until basically that watch came out. Uh, yes, vibranium. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, <laughs> it, it was literally designed for the aerospace industry specifically for um, the blades that like like the, the metal blades that they use to make turbine jet engines for like okay. fighter planes. Like yeah, it, was, it was a very specific thing. Nobody used it in watches before. And then, you know, gamma titanium comes out with the Aquaterra, which is why it's so expensive. Now this watch, a lot of people in the comments, I don't think that they realized that it wasn't a titanium watch. It's an, it's a ceramic watch. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's a full ceramic watch with some accents in titanium. Like the crowns are in titanium and the, you know, the bezel is in the titanium, but the movement is solid titanium. But it's a full ceramic timepiece, not a titanium timepiece. Interesting, because it was it seemed like it was marketed as titanium. So the reason why it was marketed as that is because it's because this is a new version of ceramic that's extremely lightweight comparatively to other ceramics. Hmm, interesting. They say it's about I don't know, like a three quarters of the weight or half the weight of, of a traditional ceramic watch, making it ultra lightweight in this creation, but it's still ceramic. So it still has a scratch resistancy. So the case is made out of silicon nitride, which is a type of ceramic that's um, Omega actually used for the bezel of the ultralight. Okay. But this is the first time they've used it for an entire case body. Um, to my knowledge. So it's a unique watch. It's not a titanium watch. It has titanium accents on the components. Um, but overall, the watch is made out of ceramic. And when can we look forward to Rory McIlroy hitting golf balls with this? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. I really, really he don't played. Know. He played with the ultralight Aquaterra he he when did. it came out. Yeah, he did. And I was like, holy crap. That thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen one. I've seen an ultralight before. Uh, actually, one time I was in New York City, they had one at the boutique there, and uh, I just asked, and they're like, yeah, we actually have one if you want to see it. It it literally, I tried it on, because they let me try it on. It weighs like nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. So when you think about super lightweight watches, like you can't even feel it. And I think that they said it was something around like 55, 60 grams, something like that in terms of weight, um, which is insane. Like it's 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 just like it's nuts. But when you're wearing it, you honestly forget you have a watch on. You literally can't even feel it. It's so lightweight. So this watch being, you know, I think they said this this new dark gray, which is the name of the watch, is about 107 grams or something like that, I think is what I saw in the press release. Um, it's a lightweight watch, especially given how large it is. You know, it's not a small watch. It's 45.5 millimeters, um, which I know the comments for this sent everyone to a frenzy it's like oh god omega can't make a thinner watch i was like well hey just maybe work out a little bit more and get a stronger wrist i don't know it's just my two cents on it if you don't like it, well, don't buy it, it. well that and if it, you know generally thicker watches are uncomfortable because they're heavy correct when a thin watch is i mean a thick watch is light it it doesn't it's not as nearly as big of a deal like no and that, that mean, was what i liked about the arnie i mean it was mostly plastic yeah, and it was lightweight, and so you didn't feel like you were wearing a refrigerator on your it around. Wrist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I one hundred percent. I mean, same thing is you know my Polprof. It's fifty five millimeters diameter, but it's made out of titanium. 
It feels like an everyday watch. It's, it's all how people conceptualize it. And again, you know, the trolls are always going to be the trolls. There's no, there's no getting around that. But I like the watch. Um, I can't wait to see one in person. But at twenty-two thousand dollars, you can certainly call me, count me out for this one. It's just way out of my price point. Yeah. But I think if you're looking for something that's cool in the GMT space, you're looking for a ceramic. The color's fantastic because if you think about it. Omega's never done a grayish ceramic in the Seamaster. They've done it in the Speedmaster with the gray side of the moon. You've had a couple flavors of that, but they've never done a, a gray Seamaster. So I, I I like the color. There's also it's a black, cool. right? I'm sorry? There's also a black? Yeah, there's a deep black, Yeah. Um, which is the first kind of Seamaster Planet Ocean GMT in ceramic. My brother has it. And I that watch is very lightweight comparatively when you think of ceramic and you think of the weight and what it's supposed to feel like. It's very lightweight. So when I'm thinking about this one at 177 grams, um, I'm thinking it's gonna be ridiculous how 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 light it's going to be actually on the wrist. Yeah. I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people when they see it. But you know, people are concerned too about the price point, which I understand. 22, 22K is a hefty price point, but it's not a titanium watch. It is a ceramic and titanium watch. And you know what? You leave the door open for a uh, cheaper bioceramic version. <laughs> you know? Why not? Would it be the worst idea? No, it's I not. I think I've seen, I think I've heard worse. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I just like the way it looks. It's just a cool looking watch. Very, very uh, utilitarian, very kind of militant militaristic monochromatic whatever you want to call it i think it looks cool yeah no it's a good looking watch it's just uh like you said a little hefty on the wallet but mm -hmm. if you got it by all means yeah man if you, if you got 22 cases to stroke and you want a titanium movement hey man you you do it <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you go boo what else this week oh we got two new iterations of the if you know you know timex i know you weren't on the episode uh. when i spoke about it with kelly and peter when the batman and the pepsi came out now they yeah. have a hulk version with a hulk fist and a coke, coke version with a hamburger yeah, so stupid i again first of all i all right i'm gonna say my main gripe with these and again they're they're cheeky they're supposed to be fun i get it and most watch folks they they, they can draw the connection but these are not your tropes these are rolex yeah. tropes Yep, 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 yep. Right? Every single one of these is a Rolex watch. And it's not like, okay, I could maybe see, oh, well, people refer to blue and black as Batman. Okay, okay. Not everybody refers to every green watch as Hulk. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, it, these are Rolex things, not Timex things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, it, it bothers me a, a little bit. It's, it's yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I I really am with you. I I agree on that 100. percent And I, this is this is obviously a a, a non-starter for me. That's for sure. But um, but yeah, man. It's just one of those things. It's like why. And let me pick your brain because I I put this out to there to them too. Um. Like who who are these watches for? Because most enthusiasts already got their cues at some point. They got their cue kicks in already, right? People who are non-enthusiasts are not going to understand the connection. I mean, and the only the only thing I can think of is people that are into hypeware. 
and are buying it just because it's it's made by a creative you know it's a collaboration type watch it's a flash in the pan type thing and you know it's something that might appeal to somebody just on a completely quirky ironic way but i think your average person that's a watch enthusiast is gonna be like yeah this doesn't make sense you you didn't make the hulk you know, you know what I mean? Like you didn't, you didn't make a Coke, you know? But, and then, and then my other thing is, do you think like, do you think this is kind of being overdone now? Cause even like, even Spinnaker now has one of these. Yeah. There's was kind of funny though. 50 phantoms. The 50 phantoms was, was kind of, was kind of funny. I mean, I don't know how quickly it took to make that happen, especially given the, the hype around the, the, <laughs> the Blanc, the Blanc swatch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, well, let's do the 50 Phantoms. Oh, it's perfect. It's Halloween. You know? <laughs> like, right. I was like, okay, all right. I, I kind of see what you did there. We're going to rush this one to market. But I don't know. Like, there's some stuff that, like, Sakant Sakant does that I really like. And I'm just kind of like, bro. Like, come on. Who is reminds this? Me, it reminds me of, you remember when Peyton Manning started doing ads, like, for TV? And then all of a sudden he was in every single ad on TV? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, where I was like, "Dude, pay, turn down a deal once in a while." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Be selective. You know. Be be a little bit more select. Yeah. No, I but completely it, agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think, I think that that is, um, it's certainly part of it. And it's just one of those things. Is like, look, man, like, there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, with being a collaborative or or being, you know, a creative person to to do something like this. But a at some point, it's got to be like, okay, what are we doing? What is the messaging? What is the the design aspect here? And who is our who is our target demographic? You know, and this guy does stuff for everything. Right. And I've seen some of his stuff on his uh, yeah. on his you know Instagram page. He's got stuff from like NBA and like it's not just watches. He does he does other types of you know corrective things and or i'm sorry uh creative things and to me that's cool you know i get it but it's just like if you're gonna do the watches man like let's let's be let's be picky and choosy as to what we're doing yeah i agree i mean i don't know if every single entity that he has worked with if they approached me i would be like yeah let's do it you know what yeah. i mean and that to me that's that's the teller that i'm like ah maybe maybe just reel it in a little bit Maybe maybe not do it. <laughs> maybe let's not do it. That would be great. Uh, all right. Um, you sent me a very interesting citizen. I don't know. If, I don't know if I like it, but it's interesting. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the the references. Yeah. NH seventy five thirty dash fifty two L. Yeah. The only way I can describe it is interesting. Um, it has a light blue dial. It has a 50-50 black and white bezel, an H-link bracelet, and it's it's in a dive configuration, I guess. Yeah. But it, I, I, I don't really know what's up with it. It's it's a like I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is neat. And then I was like, uh, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I mean, first 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 guttural reaction, it looks cool. Um after that, I'm kind of like, okay. I mean, it's very yep. sterile. There's not a lot of text. There's not. 
it's so simple. It's actually sometimes it's like, can I get a little bit more stuff going on? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not usually like that. I'm usually no, one to either, be like, oh, either. keep it simple. Hey, look, I, I, I like the overall aesthetic of it for sure. I wish in this case the hands were a little bit, maybe like the hands and the markers were a little bit bolder. But you got like that day night bezel, and then you get like a light blue, almost like Tiffany blue color dial, which eight with with this H link bracelet. I mean, aesthetically it looks good, but it leaves me wanting something different. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not I sure know. what what about it. But I mean, even that it is still it only has a hundred meter water resistance, so it's not dive watch mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> i don't know who who knows man it's out there but hey i was gonna ask you did you did you miss the ming no i saw it i just i i really like if there's a brand i don't connect with it is ming got it there is a i, I like i don't i don't like any of their stuff their language <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna memory hold this one and their design language like does not speak to me I hear yeah. it's super light. I saw somebody put it on a scale. I mean, it, it's they they say it's potentially the lightest watch ever made. Lighter than uh, that business card Ferrari RM. They say ten point eight grams. It says it. They say it's it's basically potentially broken any previous weight records, but. They're weighing it with just the um just the case and not the strap, which okay. you know, again, I don't know how they measure that. Um, but it is a very, very light watch, but very expensive. And it's gonna take forever to get because it does not come out until Q4 of 2024. So you're gonna have to spend a year. <laughs> over a year. Yeah, basically a year out. And you have to have at least a fifty percent deposit, and it's around twenty thousand US. Oh my god! And they're only making two hundred dollars, two hundred of them. I would never. I, I again, I would never. Ne- the like, these watches do not interest me, and these business practices do not interest me. So and that's another thing too. Like, what if what if Ming just went insolvent? Like, tomorrow? yeah. What if what if you fold? <laughs> you're tomorrow? just out. You're just out. Uh, Ten grand, fifteen grand. I mean, I'm sure there's. Actually, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure you could get that back in some, you know, some court of law or whatever you might be agreeing Mm-mm. to by laying the deposit. You know, like Mm-mm. there's no guarantee. I don't think so. No, of course not. That's uh, yeah, because again, you will you willingly forfeited that money over. I again, business practices I'm not a fan of, and watches I'm not a fan of. Two things I do not need in my life. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Uh, no, I did see, I think it was Jack Forrester put it on a, a, uh, he put like a, it was like a letter and then he put that and it was lighter than the letter. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I don't like that watch, but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really don't give a crap about this watch, but Hey, it looks nice. Yeah. That's neat. (laughs) It's Um, cute. It's cute. So we are getting a mission to moonshine gold. That is on the right track to what I had suggested they start doing with these and that is start making them look like vintage Omegas. <laughs> Again, I'm still going to wait and hold my breath for a uh, racing dial uh, moon swatch, but this one has a lollipop moonshine gold hand 
to look like the old CK. What is it? CK two. I can't remember the reference number, but it's a. Uh, oh, the, the CK two nine eight. Yep, that's the one. The old CK Speedmasters, and uh, so it's got a lollipop second. Um, that's kind of where the comparisons end. But like I said, if they can start making these look like highly desirable older models, I feel like it would draw a an even bigger clientele to who would like it would keep the uh fire burning yeah on the moon swatch where people you, would you, you know you know swatch group has to has to have something up their sleeve there's no way they don't yeah i, I mean like it would just, be it would be a little silly to let this fizzle out yeah right? i think just just as soon as you know sentiment is starting to wane they're gonna drop something everyone's gonna be like oh my god it's back you know what i mean it, it they know exactly what they're doing I think you know the the Blanc swatch is indicative of that. Like I know it's been successful for the group. I don't know if it's been as successful for for the the group as say the Moon swatch, just because of the price point difference. But yeah, and I would I would think the Moon swatch probably hit a little better with the non with the people out of the know. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. But again, there's still people buying Blanc Pond swatches everywhere, and they sell out every single day. So. They got to be doing something right, right? Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying is to just if you, if the if they're looking for the next thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, start making uh, you know, because they sort of made something Alaska Project E right with the mission of Mars, and people yeah. were like, well, that's the one, and for good reason. So yeah. I, you know, I think there is a demand there if they do choose to go that route. So if they if uh-huh. they want to keep the the momentum, I think they should do it. I I mean I agree I agree. I'm just waiting for like the like bright fluorescent highlighter you know antifreeze green color translucent <laughs> Speedmaster uh, uh, Moon Swatch. I think that would be fantastic. They should just come out with something crazy for all different types of things, and just do it go full till i want to see the movement you know let me see that quartz bank movement banging on the inside let me have it yeah all right in the spirit of halloween and honestly it, it kind of ties into some of the things we we just hit on with the <laughs> yeah uh, exactly with the earlier watch discussions but in the spirit of halloween dressing up is something you are not <laughs> um <laughs> I thought it'd be a, and, and also given the some of the watches we just talked about, it might be fun to have a discussion about the homage watch, something we haven't covered on this show mm-hmm. much at all, which always seems to be a popular one. Um, people always discuss what exactly an homage is. Is it going too far, or you know, there's a very fine line. Yeah, teetering on paying tribute and. Outright feeling intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A very fine, a razor's edge, if you yes. will. Yes, and I'm not talking about when people pay uh, pay homage to, the, to their own stuff, right? Like, for example, like the Tudor date plus day. Yes, I get it. It's a day date, and it looks like the Rolex day date. But like, you're you're all commingling. Like, you're in, you're in the same fam. That doesn't count. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not homaging yourself. Right. Yeah. You're you're just keeping it in the family at that point. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, you know, many people would think Steinhardt, 
Yep. Right. It's on my list. Um, somebody might think like it when I think eerily similar, I'm thinking like the Orient day date looks an awful lot like the Rolex date. Like they have a Cyclops, they have a fluted mm-hmm, bezel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that that those ones teeter a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, other things are just sort of on trend. Like, for example, everybody sort of came out with their own rendition of the colorful sports watch recently. In oh, yeah. A variety yeah. of colors. Like, I wouldn't say that's homage. I would say that's trends. Like, I would say it's staying on trend and, and keeping up with current styles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, as opposed it's, to it's so it's so hard to make that determination though. Like that's the thing I think is so is so unique about this this whole conversation. Why it's 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 so tricky is because if you ask ten different watch collectors what their definition of a, of an homage watch is, you can get ten different answers. Yeah, of course, and that's why yeah. I was like, all right, this is probably a good discussion to have because yeah. there's not necessarily a right answer, and there's there's a million different opinions on it and yeah. even even in coming up with ones that i have you know admired from afar or i like i was like oh these are kind of interesting situations some of these where the lines get a little blurred as far as creativity goes or yeah. who owns what and i was like oh this is a little more complex than they copied their style yeah uh-huh, you know uh-huh. a to b or you know so cut and dry like that so that's why i was like oh this is actually going to be a little bit interesting here <laughs> yes but um, but you know I but agree. there's also there's also plenty of brands that legit just knock off things <laughs> like yeah. li- like let's just change a badge and a you know an insignia on a crown and that's it and that's we're off to the races yep yeah yeah your pagani designs those kind of you know and again things. i i don't really know how those even can exist <laughs> well i mean like, I, I, people aren't allowed to use the term nato strap anymore we're letting that fly <laughs> well i mean i don't know if that's necessarily true because i don't think anybody's really enforcing that to be honest with you i still see things listed as nato's everywhere i think it has to do with where you're located okay because I mean, maybe that's I, I know i know many a strap company in the continental u.s has can, complained about that got it okay got it got it got it but I mean, regardless, it, this is such a unique conversation. So let me before we get into this specifically, kind I want to kind of hear your your thoughts. Well, for me, an an homage watch is a watch that ju- does just that. It pays tribute to another watch from a different brand, maybe okay. something that is a sign of the times. Maybe something that was revolutionary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a one for one, certainly. And for me to be a successful homage, you should have a little bit of your own brand identity involved. I agree. Whereas you are not legit just taking a watch from another company, changing the dimensions a little bit, putting your own colors on it, whatever it might be, and slapping your badge and calling it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I I it's I think it's like being an artist. Like when you when you paint or when you cartoon or whatever you're doing, if you you can pay homage to someone else, you can use their influence, their style in your work. You can even yep. use some of their imagery if you craft it correctly. But you can't just remake their art and try to sell it as your own. 
Yeah, pass it as your own. And see, and see, that's the that's the kind of thing for me too. I mean, I think that definition is exactly of the same mindset for me. You know, because you have brands like Pagani Designs or these, you know, AliExpress watches is kind of what I call them. These are watches that are basically manufactured to as close to spec right. as as any of these major players. And they can get away with producing them because sometimes they have logos, sometimes they don't. There's enough. I think the legal percentages, it has to be at least 20% different than the actual thing. And they can legally get around doing it because it's not an exact copy but it's it's crazy that you know like i can look up pagani design right now and there's people out there that have these watches and if you do you know don't be offended if we're talking about this because it's not meant to be uh an offensive type conversation it's just highlighting the fact that these are watches that are very eerily similar to many many brands out there and let's face it, if you bought it, that's why you bought it. There's no shame in saying, okay, listen, I'm not yeah. going to fork over thousands and thousands of bucks. I like the look. I'm going to buy something that looks like it. Yeah. But, I, you know, if anything, the, if anything, the, the, the party that should feel a little guilty is the manufacturer. But at, at the end of the day, like, if that's what you want and that's what you want to wear, go ahead. But you know what? People are still buying them. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the 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 question here. It's like the the manufacturer is just going to keep selling them because they they know that they can sell them and people are going to buy them. So at the end of the day, what does it matter, right? But it's just one of those situations. It's like okay, so like what are we? What are you doing? What 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 is this company about? You know, and you know when you think about some of these like. Cass, uh, uh, Cadisons and, and Pagani Designs and so many of these other AliExpress watches, um, they're really, really freaking close. Like, really close. Now, obviously, build quality and things like that are going to be, going to be in some cases, removed. But some of these watches that I've seen reviewed by my jewelry from, you know, Just One More Watch, I mean, some of these look really, really, really well made. And that's the kind of thing that's scary to me. Because like, well, where do you then, draw the line? Sometimes you get like the same technology. Like you'll have yeah, a, yeah. a like a quick adjust clasp or something that the big boy watch has in this, and you're like, "Whoa, hold up a minute." <laughs> well, I mean, it's because they're made in the same place. But. I know, and, and you know, it's it's probably not <laughs> one for one technology, but still, it's yeah, it's there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, that that's and that's the thing is like, and you would think that these big brands would be so quick to shut all of this down. But maybe they just keep changing it so much or so often or they keep making new ones that it's almost not even worth it. Is it that or do they you know? almost see it as pushing desire for their piece? I, I, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Because like right now... Like if a non-watch person sees an homage, doesn't know the difference and... And they but say, see, "Oh, I in my mind, I know that's a Pepsi bezel." They go to Rolex. They say, "I want Pepsi bezel." You know, I don't know though. I really don't know. And it's and it's so it's so hard to to say definitively because like the watches are just different enough, you know, that they're not the same, right? But then you look at some of these like. Like there's like a really good like top time 
on there. <laughs> you know, new one or old one? Is it like a, a, a one of the newer top time layouts, or is it like a vintage top? Time yeah, no, it's like it's like one of the new ones. Oh wow! You know, it's like it, it's it's uh it's pretty close and like in, in some cases like some of these Alibaba ones like they actually have like they're no, straight up counterfeits <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm looking at one right now on aliexpress and it literally has the brightling logo wow and it's a quartz multifunction watch by by description so you obviously know it's not close to being correct but it says brightling <laughs> yeah i mean you, well, you I mean? remember when we had akbar on i mean he said straight out that he when he was shopping around for vendors that there were people who would offer that type of thing yeah if you want it exactly and i'm looking at another one it's like it's a it's a prx it's an automatic it has a different different uh name on the dial but it just says prx in like the same type of font yeah and it's 32 (laughs) dollars it's a this one is an automatic watch 32 bucks baby that's one of those like you buy it just to see what it's like and then you can like run it over with your car (laughs) yeah exactly i mean there's literally like a 35 millimeter ice blue on here like why not (laughs) 32 dollars it might take you three months to get it but why the hell not (laughs) that's like i would be afraid i would have my like identity stolen maybe maybe that's maybe that's a fun experiment for us to do one day Maybe you and I should just like both take a take a gamble, and for the sake of the show, we'll buy this ridiculous homage piece of whatever we think, you know, under sixty bucks or seventy bucks, whatever it is, and just let it rip. I remember, I actually Kaz did that with a. It was I can't remember what the brand was, but they made like a Black Bay thirty six. Okay, homage. And like the the case back was like popping off or something. I remember I was <laughs> I was like laughing along when he's oh describing. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's wild. But then some of the ones that like I seen like you know again Jory that does all these on uh, online. It's like I I've seen him review some of them that are like really 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 nice. And so like it's like I was kind of one of those things like do you just like get one knowing that you're getting not the thing, or is this something that like you go buy because like. For me, like the the only thing that I would ever do with a with an homage piece is like I would buy something that I know I'll never be able to buy. You know, like I'm not gonna be able to buy fifty fathoms, especially not an original mil spec from the fifties. Right. So do I go buy something that looks like that thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean if you remember, I, I told you I bought that. It was a cheap little quartz Seiko, and it was uh. You know, like I said, it's not one for one or anything, but it's it's got similar aesthetics a little bit to the yeah. sixteen fifty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I I don't fool myself as to what it is. It's just fun. But <laughs> and that's and that's my thing too, right? It's like I'm not trying to pretend this is a sixteen fifty five. It's just like I know I won't be able to afford a sixteen fifty five. So does it matter at that point? Yeah, and so I, I think that's a mindset a lot of people get into. Yeah, with homages and sp- probably specifically the rather close homages. Yeah, yeah. 
But again, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily, like I said, paying tribute and using design details that inspire you. Like you, you'll see that, that a lot in the micro brand yeah. uh, space, right? Like I know John from brew does that a lot with his stuff. He'll, he'll take little bits of watches that he loves or cars that he loves and put it into his own watches. But, the, but the, again, that's but there's not, nothing, me, there's nothing not me, brew about it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's the, that's the thing, right? Like to me that, that makes sense because at the end of the day, like it's an original thought. It, you may have been inspired by something, but at the end of the day, it's an original piece that you created using your your own brain. Right. Meanwhile, right? there's a there's a number of micro brands that are like let's say Tudor inspired, and they have snowflake hands, and they have the Tudor bezel. Yeah. And they have a case shape that looks like a black bay. <laughs> there's yeah. n- there's nothing of their own identity other than a badge. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the main one that that's kind of the at least the golden child of of homage watches that you know the, in the AliExpress world. It's San Martin, yeah, or, or a, San Martin, depending on who you're talking to. But San Martin, um, it's a big one. It's a huge one, and I'm looking at a a Tudor Black Bay, you know, Burgundy homage at 40 millimeters at 258 dollars. It's got an NH35 movement sapphire crystal nice looking jubilee style bracelet micro adjustment system good loom i mean and 200 meters of water resistance i mean like honestly despite the badge like it's a it's a good watch like by specs it's just good it's got a 4.9 rating on out of five (laughs) you know like i mean if if you're just wanting to want to wear a watch and just like beat the crap out of it like not care what's what's 200 $58. $58. I mean, seriously. It's kind of nuts. And that's on the more expensive end. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some of these watches that you can get for 100 bucks. It's kind of crazy. It reminds me of the good old days when you were like trolling the eBay forums and like buying a Vosh dock at like three in the morning. Like, yeah, $75. For tw- this is for steal. Used for $28. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is a steal, baby. May or may not run. Who knows? And you get it. And you're like, this crown feels off, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's supposed to do that. I'm like, oh, it's kind of, it's part of the engineering. Got it. You know, I like, wonder how many emails have been sent. Oh, count countless. This countless. is defective. <laughs> yeah, countless. You know, but uh, I will say this, though. I've always been intrigued by, by San Martin because I've always wanted to do like a like a 1016 Explorer just completely sterile dial no logo which they do and i'm like that looks that might be the ticket you know what i mean just something simple looking at one right now it's 258 dollars steel case 39 millimeters another type of uh uh seiko movement decent loom full metal bracelet case and just no logo no text just 10 or just 369 that's it the uh when i was talking about last week how laco lets you build your own they let you do that they'll let yeah, you yeah. make a dial with nothing yeah i mean it's, no it's text, literally it's no literally badge, an option nothing. i you yeah. can do it says like logo or you can do black no logo and like for me i would just go no logo because again like i'm never gonna be able to buy a 1016 explorer nor do i have a desire to do it so why the hell not 
just to just fart around with and put on you go mow the grass or do something stupid we're in a dangerous part of town like oh you took my 200 dollars watch Wah. You know what I, I mean? feel like, like if that happened to me, I would feel like that's such a victory. I'd be like, here you go, bro. And just <laughs> take wait it, for bro. the disappointment. Wait for him to don't, throw it back at don't, me. Don't, 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 don't look back. Just take it and go. Like, uh, gotcha. Hey, there's a pretty <laughs> sweet Ploprof homage on here. What's up? I'd be curious yeah. how, how well that works. I mean, it literally looks like my Ploprof, but it's got slightly different hands. And... I can do it. You can do a, a sterile, sterile version. And it says size. It says SW two hundred. So is this a Salido movement? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yep. Yep. SW two hundred. It's five hundred forty-five dollars for an SW two hundred full prof homage. <laughs> there you go. Get whatever you desire. But uh, yeah, man. So at least continue on with conversation like what what do you think makes a great homage piece outside of what we're talking about now because obviously this is like this is like the aspect of the pool where it's maybe not so great yeah so let me um i guess i'll I'll work in my my one of my first picks here with that um one watch that i'm a fan of and i thought it would be much closer to the maybe not so okay side of the pool is the Bulova Royal Oak. And for those okay. who need, yeah, need yeah. reference number 4420101. Um, so it looks very similar to the AP. Similar yeah. bracelet, similar case shape. It's, almost, it's literally almost identical. So again, like I said, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Do some digging, do some research. Gento worked for Bulova. Shut up. He did. Not around, you know, again, he, he he established the design before that, but he also worked considerably with Bulova. So now my feelings about it have changed. You know, is is if that that company could be paying homage to somebody who was a part of their enterprise. <laughs> yeah, you know who literally mean? created the brand. <laughs> you know, so like that's crazy. Who's the you know sort of the godfather of it all? So now, do I feel bad about it? Not yeah. really. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so could I see people giving that one a pass? Yeah, I could, and and maybe that's why they go for several thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, for a vintage Bulova, but but that so that was an example of one that I I've sort of had to do some uh, back and forth on, and I think I've I think I I at this point give it a pass because I, I i had to verify that i double checked it a few places and it seems to be the consensus that janta did work with bulova that's crazy that's crazy so and and again it's it, it's it also doesn't for some reason feel as weird because bulova was an american brand right and they're paying homage to a a a swiss iconic watch at that point yeah yeah so it, it doesn't feel as weird. It almost feels like uh, America, like w- when American cars started, you know, getting into like the more Euro style and things like that, where people would say, oh, are they copying like the, the new, the newer Corvettes look a lot more like a Euro sports car than an older Corvette. You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't necessarily read American muscle to me. Yeah. 
you know, so like I, I feel like it's sort of a similar thing where they've just they've just adopted a style and and they're they're paying tribute in that regard. And so I I really don't feel weird about that one anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, hmm, Pulova. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing that come up a lot too, a lot more often. People seem to bring that one up in the conversation a lot. And for good reason. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said, it's, 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 it's a sweet looking watch. It's a, it's a nice watch. And it, and you're just like, is, is this okay? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So the one, one of the ones that I picked um, that I think is, is probably a, a golden shot for a lot of homage pieces is, uh, is Dan Henry. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, he used and, to come to wind up. He wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he's a busy guy because you know, he's he's really a collector. He kind of does this on the side. But, you know, if you're really looking for something that's not too expensive, that is truly an homage piece, it's it doesn't really, it's not a direct copy of anything, but it's certainly inspired by, you know, kind of a, a, a mashing of different watches from the time. Um, This is a great watch. I mean, most of them are cords. Some of them are going to be automatic, but I have a couple of buddies that own Dan Henry's. I see them everywhere, honestly, which is kind of strange. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been in an airport and I've seen somebody wearing a Dan Henry. It's probably been at least three or four times now. And I'll go ask them about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Dan Henry. And like, we'll, we'll, we'll have a quick chat. But like, people notice it. Like, I've been seeing it much more often than I, than I ever have before. So I don't know if he's advertising the right spaces or what. Um, because obviously, you know, watch collectors know him, but overall, like, it seems like lay people know him too, which is kind of interesting. You've, he's, he's penetrated both aspects of the market, which I think is cool, but double penetration. Yeah. Double penetration. Uh, I do like a lot of his designs. I think they're very well done. They're very, very, um, uh, Spartan. You know, there's not a lot of text or anything on his dials. And I like that, you know, it keeps it very simple. It keeps it very classic and, uh, it's cool. Yeah, and a lot of times he's doing very famous, often chronographs. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Stuff that you will never get, and that's like and that's yeah, kind of the other chance. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the other aspect of it for me too. It's like there's no way that I'm gonna be able to buy a 1930s military chronograph that I won't have to have complete servicing and all these things on, and I have to worry about its fragility for the next forever. You know, so for owning something like this, it makes sense because you can get something that looks nice. It's heritage inspired. It's going to be a unique piece, but you don't have to worry necessarily about how delicate you have to treat it. Right. And especially, you know, sub $300, like if you break it, well, it's not the end of the world. Relatively speaking, of course. I could see that. No, I, I mean, and, he, and he's been popular for a long time and I think with good yeah. reason. Yeah. This stuff is cool, man. I mean, just to fart around and just to kind of do your own thing. And again, like if you're if you're a watch collector and you're in a city that maybe not so nice for to be a watch collector. Apparently, all the people in London like get you something like this so you can just rock. And if somebody wants to take your stuff, then just let them take yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, I think the fact that I mean, when I would see his stuff around, a lot of his stuff was quartz, even. So I, I think that yeah. kind of plays into like the you know we're not taking this overly seriously. It's yeah. It's for the look. It's for people who want to just 
get the look and and get out and not necessarily drop major coin or anything you know yeah exactly just keeping it simple doing this thing and i respect it yeah so another angle i thought would be interesting to talk about would be also not necessarily simply just in the design but also in in names i mean i think we've seen names pop up all over the place that have either similar or the same depending on whether it's a model name a nickname a you know sometimes names of watches will become sort of a standard for describing something yeah um a sort of fun and i don't know if you would call it an homage watch i mean i think it's i think it would count in my book but one as a as a seiko collector as a vintage seiko lover um there is a seiko speedmaster not a speed okay. timer yeah speedmaster it's a three register chronograph it's it's in the 369 configuration it's black it has more it doesn't have the same uh you know type of bezel gradations or anything um but it's it's a coarse chronograph it's got like a very vintagey looking like it's it's definitely a speedmaster bracelet but it, it looks like a bracelet that might have come on like a constellation like something similar to that okay and it's uh, it's a pretty popular one amongst seiko collectors like they're they're into these they, they make them in a bunch of different colors there's like a black one i think there's a gold one so um and he says yeah. it's not a speed timer no it's a speed master it's a 7a28 oh yeah yeah yeah. he's got the pushers on the left side of the case as well yep got it. and ro- it's got a rotating right, bezel. rotating bezel it doesn't have yeah. it doesn't yeah, have yeah. a chronograph bezel so like i said it's okay. not it's it's not even a really a like you wouldn't look at it and say oh necessarily speedmaster homage but it is called a speedmaster it's known as the yeah. speedmaster and it's um you know it's a chronograph and it, it's sort of sign of the times but like i said even that that sort of the way the case shape and the and the bracelet ma- uh, meet and yeah, that uh, the right. bracelet it reminds me of a of vintage omega and so, yeah yeah it does like totally as soon as you said constellation like i can't stop seeing it yeah and so like, i again i don't necessarily think you would say oh definitely an homage watch but in my mind you know and and it'll and these some of them even say speedmaster on the clasp <laughs> yeah so like there's definitely an inkling of parallel there oh for sure i mean yeah sega knew exactly what they're doing and and this and this to me also kind of reminds me a lot of like the jajaros you know like the uh like the the watches from alien like the ripley's and stuff like it's got a little bit of that design obviously not not quite as much quirkiness but the bracelet certainly reminds me kind of of this like you know integrated you know press metal type thing going on you know and if you see the there's also a white one the white one reminds me a lot of the speedmaster teutonic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy so again so so maybe not a a complete you know some where somebody would draw the line directly homage but again like i was saying maybe you reference just a detail maybe you reference just a little something something and for some it's people enough. that would qualify yeah and it's just yeah, it's tribute enough. where it's not so blatantly obvious no i mean you can definitely tell this is directly inspired by speedmaster and directly inspired by other things like you know from omega too but you know again you look at it your first your first guttural response is like oh this is a seiko <laughs> like you know and, and it isn't really until you start kind of digging deeper you're like 
wait a minute, this Seiko has a little bit more under the hood, if you will. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But that's what, that's why I wanted to get one, you know, something like this on there. Where I, the, my first pick, I had it was almost a one for one, and it's got some nuance to it. My second yeah. one is like as far apart as you can get while still being able to say there's a connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me bring up another one. Okay. Um, and I'll bring up one. I'll do kind of two back to back if that's okay. I'll bring up one that I think is is probably one of my favorite homage manufacturers of all time. And then I'm going to bring up one that's got a lot of controversy behind it. So we can talk about it. But the first one uh, that I'm just going to mention is Mark II, MK2. Um, this was made by Bill Yao. He was a famous modder back in the day for, for all you old Seiko heads out there. Um, made some cool stuff, then decided to kind of go in his own way and make, uh, make homage pieces. Um, he used to make several bangers, like just, um, I think there was a Key West that he made. There was kind of like the, the original, like albino, uh, Pan Am GMT, you know, just so good. Um, but now he just kind of makes these normal, you know, almost like he calls them the paradigm, um, and the stingray, but they basically are two militaristic watches. One, the stingray looks like a 50 fathoms. And then two, the paradive looks like a uh, a Benrus from the eighties, right? right? That that kind of that kind of militaristic dive watch. Um, but his build quality apparently is unprecedented. It's unparalleled. His attention to detail is very high. But they're hard watches to get because he does a he does a very very small production run of these watches several times a year, and that's it. Like you miss the window, they're sold out. And that's why I've never got one because every time I try to think about it, I remember they're sold out. So it's kind of one that I like. Um, I think if you're able to get one, go ahead. They're fantastic watches. They look really great. And I've heard nothing but good things about them. But one that I've mentioned before on the, in the past, it's a new company. They're somewhere uh, in, in kind of like a, a one of the Asian countries. But it's W. Uh, they go by Watch Experimental Unit, but it's WMT. Oh, yeah. And we've touched on them briefly. I think when we had my buddy Lorenzo on at one point for kind of like the James Bond watches, and they did like this one that's like a reminiscent of a Roger Moore um, Submariner with like a like a buzzsaw bezel. And they make these crazy watches, and they've been getting a lot of traction recently too because they keep doing like those. Uh, they're like uh, like almost like a kid drew like a Submariner. Oh you know, yes, yes, with yes, the yes. dials, and they're like really funky, and they're asymmetrical. It's because it looks like it's hand drawn, and they're kind of cool. But they do a lot of homage pieces, and from what I can tell, a lot of their homage stuff is pretty like one for one. You know, their their sizes are small. They look like they they do a lot of like they they do a lot of artificial aging of their pieces. Um, they have some good movements in some watches. Some of them are quartz. It just kind of depends. But they're kind of controversial because they do a lot of stuff that most people would consider right on that edge so i'm kind of curious to hear what your what your thoughts are on them because i like them i've been intrigued by them for a while i just don't know if i pull the trigger yeah for me some of their stuff gets a little bit close to the point where i'm like ooh, i don't know you know and it it is it's a little a little close to the original for me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, 
What's the brand? There's another brand that almost has the exact same three letters. I'm trying to think of what it is. Can't remember what it is. Oh, no. I was thinking like um for their military stuff, like CWC. And then you have oh, NWT, yeah, 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 yeah. And like they they make very similar stuff. Yeah. Except CWC is a, you know, a military, it's a military contractor. It's, yeah. it's a legit. It's a right. Legit. They're legitimately <laughs> yeah a military contractor. So like it does. Obviously, I'm not going to say that like they're in the wrong there, but like some of their stuff gets gets very close. And I'm like, ooh, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like these are like, uh, see, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at too. Stolen like, valor almost. I, I I I agree with you, but it's also one of those things that like some of these watches like I'll never own. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I can't own a first generation Milgauss. <laughs> like it's just not possible. I don't have that kind of scratch, you know. And like uh, I mean, I've I've shared the story about uh, about my grandfather's sixteen fifty five, right? Yeah, yeah, I do remember. But it's one of those things. Like, do I go out and spend thirty thousand dollars to get a sixteen fifty five? Or do I just get a watch in memory of my grandfather that's kind of like 600 bucks and just let let the memory do the talking? Yeah, that's kind of the uh, the million dollar question there. And I, I, I will emphasize million because people are making money off these at the end of the day. And there are definitely markets of people that don't care about the name on the dial, don't care about prestige or anything. They say, oh, these watches look expensive. I'm good with that. These watches look like a very exactly. popular item. I'm okay with exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And th- and that's and that's kind of the age old question for me. Like I I don't know, man. I think they're better than fakes. I mean that that's that's right? that's my thing. It's not trying to be it's not it's different enough where you know it's not the actual genuine article. Um, and a lot of these things too are like, you know, they're based on watches that were prototypes or that they were extremely rare. And, you know, if you're going to try to find one, you're going to find one at an auction for 200, 300, $400,000. Yeah. It's just not possible to get. Like they make this really small, like turquoise bubble back and it's 32 millimeters, 32 millimeters. And it's a bubble back homage. Like I'm not gonna go out and buy a Rolex bubble back. Yeah. Like why? But a turquoise 32 millimeter bubble back, why not? At 500 bucks, you know, I might do that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, another one I had on my list is um one that I feel is a is a relatively close in the looks department, but I feel like also given the time and the era that this came out, I feel like that's okay. Given sort of the popularity and what they were trying to accomplish as a brand at the time. So this okay. is a tag Heuer 1000 diver. Oh yeah. It looks yeah, an yeah. awful lot like a sub. It's got a little bit of their, their very own, you know, tag Heuer spin on it. Also comes yeah. on a Jubilee bracelet, so you're not going to mistake that for a sub. <laughs> right. Doesn't yeah, have a Cyclops. Sure. Everything else is somewhat close. I mean, you have some geometries and things that are a little different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, they, these Crown are probably, guards, things yeah, like that. These, yeah. are, these are definitely patinaed a little differently than I think a sub from that era would. But um, but I think they're neat, and I, th- I think they were cool. And given what that Tag Heuer was trying to position themselves as 
as the next best thing and and they were a- accomplishing that going from the 80s into oh, the yeah. 90s oh yeah for like sure. I, don't, I don't necessarily fault them like i think they were on the right path there and i think these are unique enough and cool enough that you could get away with with these and and not necessarily catch flack from that crowd even though you're you're always going to have that crowd that will say that every dive watches it and homage to the sub and you know that's you know, they the can thing but <laughs> that, that drives me nuts it's such a very narrow focused mentality and it's just like i remember back in the day <laughs> i had this conversation with so many people but i had a guy come in as a segue story i had a guy come in looking you know when i was in sales and he's like yeah he's like you know rolex submariner what do you have that's like it we didn't carry rolex at the time and i was like okay so what are you looking at he's like well you know let's look at an attack he goes that looks like a rolex i'm like well, you said you want something that looks similar. He's like, nah, it's too cheap for me. So then we go to Omega. He's like, this looks like a Rolex. 300 meter diver, right? It's like, this looks like a Rolex. I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, is like, it has completely different hands. It's a completely different color, completely different bracelet, completely different iconicism. Like, what? I showed him five more divers. And I eventually I told him, I was like, sir, I can't, I can't help you. Because you said you wanted something that looks like a Submariner. I showed you everything I got. If you don't like it, just go buy the sub. Like, not everything's an homage to the sub. It's just a watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't like it, then go buy the one that you want to get. I'm not going to stop you. You know? But it was just so funny that he's just like every single dive watch on planet Earth from all these different brands. Oh, it looks like a sub. I'm like, okay. <sighs> Nothing I can do for you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> but you know this this watch these one thousands, they're so uniquely cool. They're cool. Like I would still consider picking one up. Like if I could get like a like a like a night diver version, that would be sick. Yeah, like the full loom dial with a night dive version. Like these were really cool, and especially like they're different enough. They're quartz. Like it's again, it's one of those things. It's like it's it's just a cool watch. Now there were some that were automatic. Yep, but they were super rare. It was mostly quartz. But I like these. Yeah, I like these a lot. So you got anything else on your docket? I got one more that I find particularly interesting. So, and again, this this is sort of along with the, the same idea as the 1000 in that given the time and sort of how things unfolded, it's not so weird and hard to understand uh the zin 903 if you're familiar looks mighty similar to the brightling navitimer oh yes yes how could i forget this now what happened was in the 70s brightling and a a lot of swiss brands were falling on hard times given the quartz technology was kicking ass yeah and so parts of companies were being sort of sold off and uh liquidated to sort of save their own bacon and yeah so zinn and another company would that i think kept making brightling stuff um but zinn bought the rights to the navitimer what yeah so the that's why they have this ip to make this watch no yeah are you serious yes they bought the rights to produce this watch in the 70s and so they're not homaging a watch at all they have they every right in the world they had the, they had the, so how does so 
But this watch doesn't still exist, does it? The 903? The, I can't tell you the last time it was made. But well, it you was, can find these. Yeah, they're they're pretty recent, I think. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly, honestly, I would get one of these over over an avatar for sure. No, they're they're cool. They really are. I mean, and it just just again, it's just it's also a price point thing. It's like go buy a brand new Navitimer. It's like eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, it's like this is uh, a this, uh, this is something that's uh, a lot cooler for a pilot watch. <laughs> so the rights to the Navitimer were sold onto Sakura and Zin. Uh, while the remaining Breitling stock, mostly cases and dials, were bought by Zinn and uh, a couple other companies. Uh, Zinn bought the rights to the Breitling 806 and 809 Navitimer models, as well as 500 cases and dials, keen to produce a pilot's watch with a logarithmic scale and slide rule function that made the Breitling Navitimer so recognizable. Whoa. Yeah, who knew? You know, I had to I had to do a little research myself on that one. That's, that's actually it. A sick, a sick one. And honestly, bro, like I, I would honestly like buy this one over the uh, Navitimer. I know it's probably a bold statement, but I don't know. It's just something that just says Zen, you know, <laughs> like there's nothing else. Yeah. And I'll, uh, just, I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to the author of the article. It's on uh, it's on Watch Gecko magazine. His name is Fabian okay. Iber, Iber. But just to get just to get him out there, so uh, people didn't think I made that show. <laughs> no, I mean I get it. You're coming out to some 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 uh, some history here. I like it. It's usually that's usually my thing. But I and like that's a 2022 article, so it's not even like it's uh you know some old. something from <laughs> from the early interwebs. That is so freaking cool. Kind of makes you want one. Yeah, we, right. It would be a cool conversation to have about a watch. People are like, oh, is that an avatar? Oh, it's not. Oh, is that like a homage or like a knockoff? And you're like, no, actually. It's like, actually, I chose this one because the other one sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Breitling was going bankrupt, so they sold all of their intellectual properties to this company so they could produce their own version. Oh, dang, there's a solid gold one. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it, dude. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun one. And I, you know, and again, each one of these sort of has their own little wrinkle that they bring to the table. And that's what I liked about sort of the picks I got here. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. That is so sick. I like it. Yep. Anything else on your end, my friend? That's it, man. I just had, I mean, again, you know, like I was saying offline, you know, you're more the 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 person knows much more about this stuff than I do because it's such a hard line for me to distinguish as to like what I like, what it's accept- acceptable, what's not, and it's it's kind of the reasons why I've never dove into the homage space. It's just it's it's very confusing, and it's one of those things like do you do you dive in and and get something or is it stolen valor or is like and that's kind of the age old question like what are you really getting what are you designing what like what do you get and i don't know i don't know if i'll if i'll ever do it but it's certainly a conversation to have and and you know the only other thing that i had on my list was i think it's kind of like the the universal cop out for all homage watches steinhardt so it's not even yep. worth mentioning but um I just wish that they would come out with something that's kind of their own and they really don't. 
everything's kind of based on something else. So and like obviously know. they have the manufacturing to make something original. Yeah. Of course. They do have watches that are original. They just don't look that good. Like all of their original pieces are just not nice, in my opinion. Well, that's because all also, their all their best sellers are somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, I can get this uh this homage uh original root beer done. <laughs> 39 millimeters fantastic yep. <laughs> so i get it it's just kind of like it's it's very interesting conversation but they do well i mean steinhardt has a has a very cult following um i've known many people that have owned ocean ones over the years and they love them so it's a it's obviously a company that's doing something right but just another one of those companies like what what are you homaging right what do you do the good news is that's up to the person holding the money to decide. So, one hundred percent to each 100%. their own. Rock on if that's your thing, and if not, don't buy it. Who cares? But there's definitely, I think there's definitely some some discussion to be had at least, and so I think I think we've at least furthered that discussion here here this evening, and uh, yeah, well, we can leave it to the to the folks, I guess. Yeah, leave it to leave it to the ether. Yep. But that's it, man. That's all I got. That's it. All right. Well, we can close this one out. I'll catch you on 104 next week, folks. Be good, Schmidt. I'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Later, bud.